Praise the Lord, find you. Praise the Lord. And everyone on Facebook. Did I get that? Again? Yeah, you did. Okay. Blessing. <laughs> Let's first pray. Yes, Lord Father. Jesus, thank you for yes, who Lord. you are. We love you tonight. Anoint this message. Lord. Yes, Lord. Send Help it me Let there be a spirit of worship, your truth, spirit of truth in this and influence our hearts and minds. Yes, Lord. In Jesus', Jesus name, name, we pray. And we thank you for it. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Okay. This is our seventh lesson on this series. Uh, first, we talked about repentance. Uh, the guards in England, when they hear the word repent, they make a 180 degree turn from where they're at. And this is a 180 degree turn from sin. Amen. Going in the opposite way, daily dying to sin. It's a lifestyle of confessing and forsaking your faults and sins. And then the second lesson we taught was faith toward God. Yep. So, while we're 180 degrees from sin, our faith is toward God. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Everyone is given the measure, not a measure of faith. Amen. We're all given the same measure. We just need to use it. Amen. The third thing we talked about was baptisms. Now, there are only two that would be considered milk, first principles. Water baptism is commanded. It requires believing faith, repentance, water to bury in, and the name of Jesus. Without the total of these, you do not have remission of sins. Then the fourth is Holy Spirit baptism. The whole purpose of the Lord, the testator, coming and dying, was for us to receive abundant life. Amen. The earnest of our inheritance, what he possessed in his house, his body, his temple, we now have access to because the testator has passed on and the will has been written for us who have been born again. And then the fifth was laying on of hands, your hands, and your brothers in Christ's hands. And in order for us to lay hands on one another, we need to assemble. And then the sixth thing was resurrection from the dead. Jesus' flesh did not see corruption. He came to Mary and said, touch me not. He had to ascend to the, to the Father, the creator of all things, where he was changed. Then, appearing later to Thomas, he said, Thrust your hand into my side. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I expect to have similar experiences as he did. Amen. And then the seventh is eternal judgment, which we are covering tonight. If you do not use these, you will lose these. Amen. You need to teach others these things. As, as we have talked about in Hebrews 5, verse 12 to chapter 6, verse 2. We also had pointed to the scripture in Joel, where Joel the prophet, seeing the future before Israel of the Babylonians coming and laying them waste, warned Israel, told the people to assemble, to sanctify a fast, and the priests were to weep between the porch and the altar. This is where the foundation of the Jewish worship was. Getting blood on them that required washing, then anointing with the same blood and oil mixture. The Old Testament's firsts. Paul likewise warned the church, telling them, prophesying to them, that after he departed, that there would come a corruption and a great falling away. And I believe that to be the prophesied Babylon. Amen. The mother of harlots of Revelation 17, who perverted the foundation these seven things that we have been discussing 
once a month for this past year. The foundation of the doctrine of Christ. Amen. Not the doctrine of Joe Blow, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen. The foundation, the first principles, the elementary teachings. So, there are several Greek words for judgment, and there's a lot there. Let's just skip down to Strong's. It probably is hard for you to see. Uh, it's a decision, the function or the effect for an for or against crime. Avenge, condemn, contempt, condemnation, damnation, or go to the law, judgment. And then there's only one Greek word for eternal, which I really like the last part of this, eternal forever, everlasting world. Here in today's society where the drug culture's love trip of the 60s has radically influenced our present culture on how we look at crime and criminals, to marriage and raising children, to the psychological views of most psychiatrists. You see, the love trip was basically a mental journey on the idea of who is to say what is right, right. and what is wrong. If it feels good, do it. If you have four and I have none, you should share. Down with the establishment and all the other things that came out of that 60 era. It really was the removal of the Word of God. The establishment's Christian's value. Yes. I think Paul said, searing the conscience with a hot iron. Now we have no correcting, no punishment, just this skewed version of love. The demonic world tells us it's hate, it's bigotry, it's homophobia, or other words they use, this lingo to bury God's word. Amen. Let me paraphrase, paraphrase the seven principles. Turning from sin, trusting in God, washing our sin, receiving His Spirit, and law written in our hearts, sharing this, for a new eternal life because there is judgment coming. Yes. The world wants to hinder these things. Paul reasoned with Felix, the Roman pure creator, in Acts 24-25. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled. He reasoned righteousness, temperance, and judgment. Many in the religious world of today want to hear only about love and grace. Just like many in America who want to free the criminal and throw those who oppose that view in jail, promote free speech to drag queens and the like while they convict Christians. This is twi a twisted view of love and grace with the removal of righteous judgment. Romans 11.22 says, Behold, therefore, the goodness and the severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise, thou also shall be cut off. Amen. If we do not preach about judgment as well as God's love, we are not preaching the whole foundational doctrine of Christ. Amen. If thou continue in, you see, repentance is a lifestyle, confessing and turning from sin to God. Sin still brings a curse. Amen. We fight with it. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations. We're in war with it. We're walking after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Seeking His face, calling on Him. Those things I did not do before, but now I am changed and I'm continuing in them. So stir it up. 
God is the judge. Yes, he Hebrews 12, 22 and 24. But ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. God the judge of all. The Father of all, who became a sacrifice, the Son, for you and I, for the purpose of letting you know that He loves you. Amen. So don't believe the lie of the devil, that He doesn't love you. It's a lie that the devil's been promoting since the Garden of Eden. He wants what's best for you, so turn from sin to him. Amen. The mediator. But John chapter 5, verse 22 to 23 tells us this. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. So here the word tells us that the son, that holy thing that was made of the couple, Mary, and the word that spoke all things into existence, when the spirit moved or brooded over her waters and said, let there be, making him the son of God, the son of man, begotten, our example, our sacrifice that died, but was resurrected three days. Mm. This is that holy thing that will judge us. The one who lived in the world, the house, the temple, that was filled with that Spirit of God mm. that we now receive because the, the testator has died and we get to inherit what was in his house. John 12, 47 and 48. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Amen. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last days. Here the scripture tells us that Jesus' desire is to save. Amen. And that it is his word that shall ultimately judge us. Yes. That word that resided in that sacrifice, our mediator, will judge. 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3 says, Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life. The Lord's bride, the body of Christ, will judge not by feelings, but by the word of God. Jesus in us will judge. Daniel 7 and 10 says, a fiery stream issued and came forth, and before him thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were open. Revelations 20 and 12. And I saw the, the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Right. Our Bible and its 66 books that we have access to here in America right. will judge us. Why wait? Start now. Judge yourself. Fix the beam in your own eye. Right. Not the mote in others. 2 Peter 3 and 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise as some men count slackness but is long-suffering 
to us were, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. John 3.17, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. God wants us all to repent and turn to his will and testament. Amen. Not willing that any should perish, but that the world through him might be saved. Genesis 3, chapters or verses 1 through 5 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than the beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit... Okay, we, did I say that right? Yes. We may eat of the, the fruit of the trees of the garden, right. but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Come on. God's lying to you. For God doth know that the day that ye eat, there be, that you, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods. Amen. He doesn't really love you. He's ripping you off. Satan's first lie. God is deceitfully cheating you, Eve. He does not really love you. Right. Why? If you eat of this tree, you'll be as wise as him. Right. Really, Satan is under, uh, undermining God's love for his creation. And haven't we all heard that? God don't love you. That's the truth. And the problem is we believe it too many times. John 1 and 14 says, The Word was made flesh, flesh and dwelt among us as the Son. We beheld His glory as the Son, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was made was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things All were things. made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And so, the Lord, our God, the Eternal, who is our everything, became even our sacrifice, who we beheld as the Son. He died for you. He died for me. Yes. Just to say, once and for all, this is how far I will go for your soul. This is how much I love you. This is for Eve and everyone else when the devil says, God don't love you. I want to be your loving father is what the Lord is letting us know. Now there are four main principles to God's judgment. It's according to truth. Romans 2, 1 and 2. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest dost the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth. Truth. Against them which commit such things. Paul here is speaking to people who judge others by certain weights and measures, but change them when they judge themselves. Right. God's truth, not your truth, will judge all. I watched as science books changed almost yearly. You might say that's because of discovery. Well, that's probably true. To a point. But there's there is also man's ego. You believe something and promote it sometimes for years and discover there is evidence it's false. Then our flesh would want to discredit that truth and bury it. Yes. Because we don't want to be wrong. We've invested in it for too long. Case in point, Darwin's theory of evolution. It's still taught in science books as well as other junk science. 
Psalms 119.89 Forever, O Lord, thy word, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. John 17.17 17, Sanctify, clean up, make holy them through thy word. Thy word is truth. Look to your Bible. Number two, according to deeds, Romans 2 and 6. Who will render to every man according to his deeds? 1 Peter 1 and 17. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here with fear. Romans 2.16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men right. by Jesus Christ. This principle of divine judgment is repeated many times throughout Scripture. Revelations 20, 12 through 13 lets us know that the books are going to be open. Right. And we're going to be judged according to our works. So truth, the first principle, the word, number one, According to works, the second principle, our deeds, number two. Right. However, we must be careful not to limit this to the outward actions alone. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and to the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. All things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. 1 Corinthians 4 and 5 Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. Our deeds, our works, include our thoughts and intents, the secrets of yep. men. Amen. Now, we just got through reading 1 Peter, who without respect of persons, and here is number three, no respecter of persons. Romans 2.11, for there is no respect of persons with God. 1 Samuel 16 and 7, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Amen. There are many external things that influence man's judgment. Race, religion, profession, social position, physical appearance, dress, wealth, education. God looks on the heart. And tells us repeatedly not to judge the outward. I don't care if you are white, black, or blue. Prejudice is the same no matter who has it. Number four. According to the measure of moral light. Romans 2 and 12. For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. Matthew 11, 21 and 22. Woe unto thee, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And he goes on to compare Capernaum with Sodom. This means that each person will be judged according to the measure of moral light and understanding made available to him. But also, understand this, Acts 17 and 30, and the times of his ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. We pretty much know when we are doing the wrong thing. And the Lord expects us to repent. Romans 1 and 20. 
For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Without excuse. We should all believe that there is a God. If we don't, you don't have an excuse. We have a lot of things that are available to us, especially here in America. Freedom of religion. We have easy access to any Bible out there, any church, any resource. We have a greater measure of moral knowledge available to us than many. Luke 12 and 48 says, But he that knew not and did not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whosoever much is given much of him right. shall be much required. Amen. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. So, according to truth, number one, according to deeds, number two, not respecting persons, one person over another, and the measure of moral life. Now there are two, two aspects of divine judgment. God's judgment in this life, 2 Peter 2 and 6, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overflow, making them an, an example unto those that after should live ungodly. The whole area. Right. Cities of the people, men, women, and children, were condemned. Ezekiel 16 and 49 tells us, Behold, this is the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, mm -hmm. fullness of bread, abundance of idleness, was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor indeed. Mm. So pride, plenty to eat, and a lot of free time, and did not strengthen the poor and needy, led to this sexual perversion identified as sodomy. We can cast our eyes over the world and history and see these same moral and social causes producing the same forms of sexual perversion, but without the judgment that took place in Sodom. Yet we know the judgment of God is sound. Yes. 2 Timothy 2 and 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So we're still talking about the judgment in this life. Acts 5, 3 through 4. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. They did this in order to gain praise and favor from the apostles and their fellow Christians. And what happened? He died on the spot. And then his wife followed shortly thereafter. Obviously, God does not always deal with this behavior the same way. Praise God. Amen. we got time to repent. <laughs> 1 Timothy 5, 24 and 25. Some men's sins are open beforehand going before to judgment, and some men's they follow after. Likewise, also the good works of some are manifest beforehand. Ezekiel 18 and 20 says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wickedness shall be upon him. Yet God allows whole societies to be destroyed. Here and elsewhere, we are clearly warned that God's judgments are not fully revealed in time. 
Not only his judgments, but also the reward of the righteous. These that we have described are God's judgments which were carried out upon the scene of time and human history. This is not eternal judgment. So, we've been talking about God's judgment in this life. Now, eternal judgment. There appears to be three main successive scenes upon which eternal judgment will be carried out. The judgment seat of Christ, Gentile and Jewish judgment, and the great white throne judgment. And the pastor's here. If he disagrees with me, feel free to let me know. <laughs> we also have these terms in Scripture, like the judgment seat of Christ, and in Matthew chapter 19 and 25 repeats, the throne of his glory. Jesus, that is, where the twelve tribes of Israel will be judged. Also, when he will judge the nations, and I believe the sword will be beaten into plowshares. And then finally, the great white throne judgment. Number one, judgment seat of Christ. 1 Peter 4, 17 and 18. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Right is come, must begin. And if it first began at us, what shall the end of them be that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Judgment is taking place right now. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation not to be repented of, but the sorrow of this world worketh death. For behold, that selfsame thing that ye sorrowed after, a godly sorrow, what carefulness it wrought in you. What clearing of yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. So, we see this progression it starts first with us, the church, right here, right now. The time has come, begin at us. Romans 14, 10 and 12. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? Mm -hmm. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Amen. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. We are not to judge our brother no. unless there is an open practice of sin. 1 Corinthians 5, 1 through 5. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among us, and such fornication as is not so much named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that hath so done this deed. Right. In the name of the Lord Jesus, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Practicing sin. Not to be re not repented sin. There's a big difference here. We are commanded to love. Proverbs 17 and 9 is a favorite verse of mine. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love. If I know somebody's done something wrong and I hide it from telling other people, I'm seeking love. But he that repeats the matter Come on. separates, causes division. Notice the last verse of Romans. So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let's confess now. Yes. Get started. 
2 Corinthians 5 and 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according right. to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Right. Another letter to the church, not only Romans, but also Corinthians, is talking to Christians. It begins with us. We must all appear. Everyone may receive things done in the body, good or bad, no neutrality, a definite value, positive or negative. John 3 and 18. Now here is something interesting. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This would seem to indicate that the one who is continuing to believe, believeth, as the pastor has taught us, is something that's continuing. And continuing to believe in the name. And then John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come unto con into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Yes. Continuing believing. Everlasting life. No condemnation. By but passed. Bypassed it. To eternal life. Mm. In Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. No condemnation who continue to walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. Isaiah 43 and 25. 44 and 22. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, right. and as a cloud thy sins. Sins and transgressions, wrong acts, and open disobedience. When we turn, yes. when we repent from the works that produce death, and turn to God, faith toward God, Believing in that name, following after the Spirit. Amen. Therefore, there is no condemnation. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 25, 15 and 18. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and every one man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged it in the earth and hid his Lord's money. The servant who received from their Lord, they have received from the Lord something he valued. A talent here is money, a coin or a weight of uh, um, amount of uh, value. Each one to his several ability. Now for the one who buried the Lord's money. Let's continue to read. Verse 28. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So here the Lord takes from him the unprofitable servant, who did nothing with what God gave him, and cast him into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. How can this be? When you believed, didn't you escape condemnation? Well, we remember we said continuing. And then there's this. 
Matthew 25. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they slumbered and slept. Virgins, they are not contaminated by the world. We're talking about Christians. Then he shows up, and the foolish wants the wise to share. Right. But the wise tell them, no, we don't have enough for you and me. Go buy it at the store. And so verse 10 goes on. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. There needs to be a continuing, a following after the Spirit. If you are not, change direction. Repent. Ezekiel 13-15 through 15 says this, When I shall say to the righteous, then he shall surely live, if he trust to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousness shall not be remembered. But for his iniquity that he hath committed, he shall die for it. Again, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. If he turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right. If the wicked restore the pledge and give gain, give again to that he had robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing antiquity, he shall live, he shall not die. So repent. Turning from wrong is a lifestyle. First John tells us we've all sinned. We have sin in our life. But it also says if we confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So repent. First Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. This to me seems to say that if you have the foundation, you will be saved. Regardless of what you build. You're building something though. When we started this series, we kept reading Hebrews chapter 5, 12, verse 12 to 6 and 2. Let me go over it one more time. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as of need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Exercising. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation. Repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of water baptism, spirit baptism, laying on of hands, resurrection dead, and eternal judgment. So, are you repenting daily? Is your faith toward God? Are you teaching these seven principles? Or are you not investing, but burying what you have been given? Have you quit following after the Spirit? 
only have a little oil in your lamp? If your answer is wrong to any of these, repent. Change your direction. That's all it takes. We can escape the judgment that leads to condemnation and be found at the place where one is given rewards for their achievements. This I believe to be the judgment seat of Christ. Now for the throne of his glory where the Jewish people and the remaining Gentile nations will be judged. Zechariah 12 and 10. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And then Matthew 19 and 28 And Jesus said unto them that Ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So this, of course, is when Jesus comes back to this earth. And we are behind him. We have been caught up to be with him. Romans 11 and 26 says, And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, There shall come out of Zion a deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. So, first, we will meet him in the air, then the deliverer Jesus comes to the Jewish people and turns away ungodliness. Now, in our end time series, I quoted this out of Daniel 7. Verses 11 and 12. I beheld then because the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Beasts of verse 12 are the remaining nations that exist after Armageddon. Matthew 25, 31-33, here we are still talking about the judgment at the throne of his glory. Verse 31, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. I believe this judgment will take place over the thousand years, the millennium, while Satan is bound. And Pastor, you, again, you, you, that's good, okay. And then Isaiah 11, 6 through 10, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the battling together, and the little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand to the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Gentiles here is referring to the nations that have escaped. Those who seek him will be gathered on his right hand. I believe. And then finally, number three, the white throne judgment. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, 
small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which was the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. At the end of the millennium, the final dividing takes place. All will be judged according to their works, except for those that have escaped condemnation. God is in the business of making bad people good. When we fall, we get back up. If you fall into sin, repent. Quit. Turn from it. Jesus said, forgive if your brother sins against you 70 times 7. And he is no respecter of persons. He's going to do the same thing. And if you keep the Gospels and you put them all together, one of the Gospels says in a day. So 70 times 7 in a day is quite a lot. All you need to do is repent. Do it God's way. And if you've not submitted to Acts 2.38, yes. repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, yes. for the remission of your sins, and ye shall, and ye shall receive the, God, the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises to, unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Turn from sin. Turn to God. Put faith in His Word. See, there's water here right. to hinder you to be baptized. Amen. If you will be baptized in His name, you will receive the Holy Ghost. It's promised. Start the journey today. God bless you.